Hi everyone, I'm Warris and welcome to a new episode on the Warris Says What. I'm going to discuss a bit of the current news, the stock market, and how I'm navigating my investments. But first off, if you'd like to ask a question, just hear my take on any stock, please leave a comment and I'll try to bring it up in the next video. So what's going on in America? The elections are done, Biden is the apparent winner, and Trump is currently contesting the election results. The claim being that the election, there's been election fraud that occurred in some way, shape, or form. There's no clear or concrete evidence to support this claim at this time. So that's where we are. Uh, I won't get into the specifics. and I'm just going to give you the straight facts. Biden is the projected winner. Trump is contesting it. The market has priced in a Biden victory with a divided Congress. And it's doing pretty fine, actually. So the world goes on and spirals more into Corona. Corona is here. It's growing. It's worsening. I mean, Europe is killing off minks. So not great there. It's kind of conflicting thinking about all those minks being killed in my mind. But, you know, so cases in America up our seven day average is above records. Our daily counts above records. Our hospitalizations above our records high. And the deaths are creeping up as well. What's concerning is that the case count is dramatically increasing. And the testing is not, at least not at the same pace. This, this isn't good. This means a higher positivity rate. So there's no, really, no, no real question about that the wave is coming or is not here. It's here. States are starting to uh, mandate those, curf those early curfews or entertaining ideas of lockdowns in the future. Nothing is decided on that, but it's on the table, and that's concerning. Mass mandates are being into effect in li limited areas around the country. I think we'll see a greater increase of these mass mandates. It's it's just an easy way to keep the economy going and our lives going without the con lockdowns. And come on, people, we don't want a lockdown, right? So because I mean we're we're reaching around we're pretty close to two hundred thousand cases a day. We're about one forty. We're doing about a 30% increase from last week already. It is not absurd to think that we can get to 200,000. And it's scary that it, depending on how quickly we get to 200,000, 200, we could get to the 300,000 a day. And that's scary. I don't think we'll get to 300,000 cases a day, but I'm more concerned about the possibility because of the rate of the increase of cases as well. All we got to do is our part in this pandemic, which is just to mask up, wash our hands, and stay away from people. And this leads me to stimulus. Stimulus, stimulus, stimulus. It's getting just more and more frustrating discussing uh, its current status. Uh, there's a greater likelihood of a smaller package focusing in the small business and service industry. Negotiations are now with Pelosi and McConnell. Remember, McConnell doesn't want a bigger stimulus. We're looking at about a $1 trillion and under. And he has a he has said that him being reelected and the results of the election prove that Americans don't want an in, all inclusive deal here. So Pelosi is on the other side of the spectrum. Just don't expect anything soon. As I said in the past, I'm confident nothing nothing's coming from Congress regarding stimulus this year. It's it's sad, but I mean we could have had 1.9 ish trillion, but that's not going to happen anymore. And I'm just not confident and that we're going to get the direct payments as well now um we had a vaccine and this is why i'm not that confident in the, the size and the availability of these uh direct payments the vaccine is here 
It's phase three in the trials. It's showing about 90 plus efficacy rating with the immune response uh, created per Pfizer and BioNTech or BioNTech. I don't know how to say that. I believe the, the founder doesn't care how it's said either. And it's using a kind of a nucleic acid called uh, mRNA or messenger RNA that provides a genetic code for our cells to translate into bits of the coronavirus spike protein. This creates a, an immune response in your body. Two doses are required, about 28 day, days apart. It takes roughly two months to achieve the documented immune response that they saw in the trials in total from the first dose. Safety data regarding the trials has not been completely compiled at this time, and we're still awaiting the results, but it, I mean, it's looking to around late December uh, before the FDA gives the okay to roll this out. Pfizer is thinking they can make about 50 million doses or 25 million tr treatments by the end of the year. It takes two shots, remember this. Also, it has to be stored in like sub-zero temperatures to keep it viable. This makes logistics just awful because trying to implement that for the general public it's, it's a nightmare. And the doses that they're creating, they're not U.S. doses, right? We're talking about global doses. You know, we have 7.5 billion people, 20, well, 50 million doses is, is a drop in the bucket. Um, so curb your enthusiasm here. It's going to take a while before the average Joe gets a shot. We're hoping that the other companies that are part of the warp speed which I cringe with that name, um, can come up with their own uh, vaccine. They're all in phase three, basically. They just got to pass it and make sure, you know, it's effective and doesn't give us any crazy side effects. If you want to take the risk, the vaccine should be available by early next year for, I'm going to say, high priority or high risk. Uh, people. So, you know, frontliners, military, and the elderly. If you fit that, yay. If you want to take the risk, take the shot. I, I like uh, multiple years of safety data myself. I don't, I don't, I don't want to get weird side effects. And that really, that, that only really shows up in long-term use. And you don't get that. You, you won't get that data for just two months of safety uh, trials. It, it's just not going to be there. But based on our calculations and factoring best scenarios, we're we're looking at the summer for general availability and possibly the fall. And this is again, everything needs to go right for me to think that we're gonna get the vaccine in the summer. So multiple companies passing their trials and multiple companies available to create whichever vaccines <laughs> are available and they can ramp up productions quickly. And then the countries are able to get it out to everybody. The getting it out to everybody part is the, the worrisome one. I'm just not optimistic for the fact that I don't trust the safety of it. Uh, unless I'm forced to take the vaccine, I'm not going to. And that has to be because, you know, I'm considered a uh, essential employee or a worker. So if they require me to take the vaccine, I'll take it. But otherwise, I don't, I don't really want to. And from what I've talked to with other people, nah, I don't really know anybody that wants to take the vaccine. So for now, I'm going to suffice with the masks, social distancing for another year. We'll see what happens then. The stock market reacted to the news of the vaccine, and I mean fanatically reacted. And for Monday and Tuesday, 
feel like everybody was that was holding out for the corona recovery stocks or their value it, it was their time to shine they had the, that moment that the the market just went crazy you saw simon property and marie went up about 30 percent that's 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 a big jump for one day uh amc 50 percent plus again big jump for one day especially because there's nothing really going on there i mean there's still we're still in like lower capacities and with the corona like mandates here uh, and just across the board anything that was beat down anything like industrials um service industry uh travel <laughs> They they went up around ten percent or more depending on the size of the company. I saw this and I was like, uh, "Why the heck do people think that malls are not dying off anymore? Like, just because Corona is going away, that doesn't mean to me that malls are suddenly going to become popular again. Uh, they're a thing of the past, so I'm moving on from that. I don't want to invest in there. So if you were there, take that money, <laughs> invest it somewhere else. I would say <laughs> that's that's my opinion." And not not actual financial advice is my opinion but the exaggeration of the shift was just exaggerated it, it was way too soon to think that the world was going to go on as be prior to covid and honestly pretty naive to think that our habits and our desires haven't been modified due to our time in our social distancing we got a taste of work from home people like it <laughs> And it's being implemented as an option in multiple companies that you can do this permanently. Now, I don't personally own Zoom, the stock anymore. I sold that off quite a while back. But even though I still think it's overvalued, it's still, it's becoming like a part of our language now. We've got a Zoom later, you know? But it's, it's not to the extent of Google, but once you start ingraining in people's lives like that, it's kind of harder to get it out. So I don't feel like zoom is is a bad place still it's still growing amazingly it has a weak moat you know uh microsoft with their with their teams and their own video conferencing uh software it has a weak moat but i don't think it needed to be to be beat down as hard as it did and as you see now it's recovering because people are they notice their mistakes here we also got you know prime delivery you know why why are people selling off amazon that's as much as they did i I don't understand that the company did well prior to covid company is doing gonna do well after covid if anything it just accelerated the amount of subscribers they have and i don't foresee anybody just immediately going i don't need amazon prime anymore no you become dependent on that delivery i love prime delivery one day or two days i need it (laughs) but um I just, I just felt like we're punishing companies that, that proved to be very resilient, effective, and efficient. And um, we're talking about like Chipotle, Starbucks. They adapted well. They survived. And really, they're only going to be better off for it after COVID. And since we accelerated our movement towards the online services and the cloud, why do people think cloud-based security would suddenly not be needed? Uh, that's We're not going to just say the cloud's gone <laughs> like it we're still going to need cybersecurity for that why did people think electric vehicles is suddenly not where we're going to be heading anymore it's obviously the world's accelerating towards clean energy hmm. so it's interesting what people chose to sell out of so again what i saw is a bunch of indiscriminate buying and fomo
towards uh, value and beating down stocks. This this was wrong. I'm not saying that shifting your portfolio was a bad idea. I'm just saying buying anything and selling anything was wrong. Peloton, yeah, it's ex it's exercise bikes. Come on, the valuation was sketchy there. But again, cruises, airlines, theaters, and restaurants have a long, long way to go before they were in back in their levels of 2019. And they might not even get where they were before. I mean, like I said, the, the industry, the, the our desires are shifting away from that at this point. Industrials, I like them. There's nothing really much to say there. They're, they deserve what they get. And then uh, Honeywell is one of my favorites. And this is because they're expanding into tech and quantum computing. They're, they don't just make thermostats anymore. Services, I like Disney. That was up like 30%, now pulling back a bit, like I expected. I'm assuming it'll probably keep around 5% of those 13% it went up. It is a good value play, but it's because it's it's also shifting into streaming instead of theatrical films. Again, it's modifying its its core practices. It's improving itself. Energy, I don't like it at all. Oils, crude oil to me is, is the past. What I'm saying is focus on companies that are showing innovation are showing resilience regardless of the geopolitical climate or the health. And like I said before, I like cloud security. It's a necessity. Clean energy is the future. Chips, they're everywhere. Biotech, I really only like stuff related to genetics because the treatments are happening and they're approved right now per FDA. So like CAR-T therapy, that is an appropriate therapy for uh, blood cancers at this point that has been proven effective. And any service industry that has shifted and succeeded in an online or like the in-store kind of uh, market. But anyways, that's it for now. So thank you everyone for spending part of your day with me. And don't forget to like and subscribe if you enjoyed the video. If you have any questions, regardless of whatever I said, if you agree or you don't agree at all, please leave a comment. I'll get back to you as soon as I can with it.